Welcome to another episode of Consider This. Today we will be in the studio discussing the season of Advent. What is it? Um, why do we talk about it so much? Why don't we just say things like Christmas instead of Advent? And, uh, and you'll hear how Jim does not like his kids to touch his Christmas tree. On our now, it seems yearly, Christmas podcast. Today we'll be talking about Advent, of course. I have with me to the left, Justin Ebert. I do. And to the north. That was Jim. <laughs> For all of you uh, visual Actually, watchers, that's Jim uh, deciding which to, way is left. To the, yeah. it, it, to the southwest. It's me discerning. <laughs> to the southwest, I have James. And to my right slash west, I have uh, Morgan Weiss. Um, and today we're going to be talking about Advent. What is it, and uh, why do we why do we um, deal with it at Sunnybrook in a way where why don't you guys just say Christmas? Why do you keep saying Advent? So we're going to talk about that today. But I have some things I want to get to before I we do. I can't that. wait to find out why. <laughs> yeah. It, if the answer is so that Ryan can get his way, that's unfair, guys. <laughs> <laughs> but I want to ask of, out of sheer intimidation. <laughs> I want to ask some uh, some other questions before we get there. First of all, so we are at, and I'm going to start with you, Morgan, because this is your time of the year. And I don't know if you know those people that, you know, they have a birthday and they start talking about their birth it's month. It's the most Morganist time <laughs> yes. of the year. It's wonderful. It's so wonderful if I was that kind of person, my birthday is July 25th. I would celebrate myself all July, right? There are the people that do that. Morgan not only celebrates the Christmas season, I think she finds ways to extend it well past other holidays. So she loves this. So I want to know. Um, what are some of your favorite traditions uh, during the Christmas season? Whether that's something you've grown up with or something you've started recently. What do you love about this season? Um, I love, there's a whole lot of family traditions that we do. So I won't go into all those, but I, I enjoy all of those. I enjoy getting together with my family. Um, I have a family that are all believers in Jesus Christ, and we very much enjoy one another's company and feel very encouraged when we're all together. So that's part of that, I think. But um, And then, honestly, my favorite traditions, I, I made a list. <laughs> I just felt like that would be it's more effective. Lengthy. Yeah, it is kind of lengthy. Okay, so the family traditions, probably w with my personal like individual family growing up, I loved going to look at Christmas lights with them. Mm -hmm. um, now I go with the Mosses, my cousins, and we go every year, and that's really fun, and I enjoy that. Um, church, like church Christmas traditions, I would call them a tradition. Um, Christmas Eve service is one of my favorite services. Um, I love coming together with a large group of people and, and not on a night service. I would, I'm an old school. I would love revivals if we would do those again, you know, kind of thing. Um, but coming at a, at a time that we normally don't come to worship and praise the coming of Jesus is really, really high on something I love. Um, the great, I like the So by the, by the idea of coming at a time when we usually don't come, you literally mean here time it is of day. in the evening. Yeah, yeah, here it is in the evening, and yeah. we not on a Sunday morning. It does have a different. That's it gets dark early. Yeah, it, yeah. It has a different feel. That's that's interesting. Yeah, it's it definitely feels more intimate and not so, uh, yeah. Yeah. out like public. Yeah. you know. Yeah, so. yeah, that's good. Um, that's good. I really. This is gonna sound silly, but I really do like the feeling of anticipation. So Christmas Day is not my favorite 
day, I wouldn't say. Um, but I love the idea of waiting and getting excited to wait. And I really do think about how the Lord, how people waited and waited and waited for the Messiah to come. And then he came. Mm-hmm. And then we didn't know what to do with him. And he died. And then he rose again and he's going to come back. And I get really excited. It makes me think a lot of his coming again. It makes mm. me think a lot of like kind of I feel closer to the people in our past that waited for him to come in the first place. It makes me feel more confident that he keeps his promises. Um, all those things. So I love, I love that. I feel like I get more caught up in that hope mm-hmm. and the joy that comes from waiting and hoping than I am the rest of the year. So, and then probably my favorite um, tradition or whatever is I love, I'm weird, I love Christmas music. Mm. Um, so I love putting up the tree and I love Christmas music. Um, some of my favorites, O Come, O Come Emmanuel is probably my top one. Um, this year, Chris, the song called Christmas Day came out. I think everybody should listen to it. Um, I love it. It's fun. You told me it was a nice song. No, I did. I liked I, it, actually. I, the Chris Tomlin. Is that the name yeah, of the Chris Tomlin one? Yeah, I like Christmas it. Day. It was yeah, good. I it was good. Um, is He Worthy? O Night Divine? Hark the Herald Angels Sing? Joy to the World? I don't know if you notice. They're just more happy. And I just think there's something about that. You know? So. Jess, what kind of traditions do you guys employ? Other than eating lots of good things you know that's probably top on the list obviously yeah we're in the gravy season uh, gravy <laughs> overall is just a s- phrase i say a lot more this time of year um it's the most <laughs> graviest time oh my goodness of the i like year. this i like this wait until he starts singing a song we made up a few years ago called morgan did you know <laughs> yeah it's your baby Kwan. <laughs> oh boy we love him um probably my favorite my favorite tradition over the holidays known as Advent season and Christmas. And uh, Epiphany, of course. Cannot forget it. Probably we do an Advent calendar with our family that has activities and some scriptures associated with it. And that's always a, a fun time for the children and me most of the time. Yeah. Jim, traditions. Um, Any Canadian ev- Christmas traditions? Yeah. So. You know, every every year, um, probably late November, early December, um, we put up a tree um, together as a family. Uh, we decorate it uh, with different things that we purchased at different places. Hobby Lobby? Um, yeah, I mean, that's where we get a lot of ours now, but before it was Walmart or Lowe's or something like that. So we do that, and then um, we, uh, we, we've decided in light of the fact that God came and gave us his son, and so we do this uh, this gift giving exchange. What day? So, um, well, it's it's actually typically it's uh, on on the twenty fifth. Hmm. So we wrap them. Try um, to get as close to the solstice as possible. Yes. Right? So we wrap them up. <laughs> um, so that kind of has a little bit of that anticipation. I know the, the kids when they were little just loved getting presents. Yeah. And so um, you know, then uh, Christmas Eve. Uh, we just, you know, we, we do the, for the last 15 years, we've been doing the service that Morgan described. And I, I thought it was interesting because I, I love the, it has a different feel. It just does. I love being in the lobby after it's over. Yeah. There's a lot of hugs. There's a lot, yeah. there's a lot of like emotional connection that actually happens. Um, and then, um, so on the, on the morning we wake up, 
and the kids are usually now they're gone but they would be really excited and then we would just um take turns just opening up the presents and then in the afternoon um andrea would uh would kind of have some food to celebrate uh you know and so um almost always it'd be like turkey with uh gravy? mashed potatoes and gravy. gravy gravy yeah there you go um cranberry trying to think of what else so th- that's kind of what we do in mm. terms of our Canadian heritage, we kind of okay. have brought that with us. I'm just so glad you came today in a compliant mood. I am That's too. Yeah. <laughs> you Jay- sound so convivial. Yeah, I'm not your words. So that's <laughs> honestly that's what that's what we do. We're agreeable that's, people. Those okay. are the those are the traditions. The that one we question that I'll answer I'll answer this one question too is like I love that we our tree never looks good. Like <laughs> it, we used to, mm-hmm. Rachel There's and I, a lot about two feet from the ground. Yes, <laughs> Rachel and I used to put a lot of effort into having a really pretty tree, and we didn't want like ornaments that didn't match. And now that we have kids, like I love letting them decorate the tree, <laughs> and it looks awful. And <laughs> there are literally no like above like our tree goes almost you know well not in our house now, but it used to go almost all the way to the ceiling. But our kids could only reach about that high, mm-hmm. and they're clustered in these weird clumps. And I'm just like, yeah, there's our stupid looking tree. I love it. Mm-hmm. And I like. And they used to be all on top because you don't want your kids to get them. Yes. Yes. And now they're all on bottom for a few years. So See, we ne- I was we were the opposite. Um, and not, Andrew was probably more like that. But I was like, no, if we're going to decorate it and have company, yeah. then I don't think I can do this. So <laughs> the kids would bring home like really terrible ornaments <laughs> that they like were made. Like giant ones? Oh, they oh yeah. Pictures like of like themselves? A, and it was like, like a, a five by nine. Like like it was a, huge. A picture yeah. of Max's head, like <laughs> stuff around it, you know, that he did at school. And uh, and so I finally just said to Andrea, I said, I just, I mean, either we do the tree well or we don't yeah. do the tree. I, and I so like our bad she, tree. She took like a wreath. And she put all their terrible ornaments on it, <laughs> and go. it would hang on a door somewhere, a closet. That, that, yes, on the inside. <laughs> and and Andrea loved it though. She really did. She loved that wreath. That wreath meant so much to her. Uh-huh. And I just, I mean, when before we had kids, and Andrea, this is her season. She's like my Morgan, so to speak. She loves this time of year. Always really has. And so. Um, I remember some of my greatest memories were when Andrea and I, without the kids actually, would decorate the tree and yeah. and had some fun times, like really going out. At, we, first we had like a live tree, so to speak, mm-hmm. and so we'd bring that in. So decorating it was a big deal to us. Yeah. So decorating it was a was a big deal. And so I've never I've never really liked the kids touching it. Yeah. <laughs> so and my kids love it, and when people come over, they're like, "Oh, I'm like, yeah, they're not artists. They gotta, they're gonna. I hope they're good at math. You know." Yeah. <laughs> Hey, Jay um, and they're Caitlin. definitely not artists. Uh, Rachel told showed me some uh, images of Audrey's art. And We're trying terrifying. to figure out if she's even left-handed. I mean, <laughs> she doesn't yeah. know. She, has she no draws idea. eyes with no eyes in them. No, actually, she, 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 she is she is right-handed. Yeah, but she's using her left she's hand, carving she's, into it. A lot of times, just mm-hmm. using her feet to draw. Mm-hmm. Um, the uh, the other thing that we do that we do this at my dad's house actually um, every whatever Christmas dinner. It doesn't matter what day we have it on, but. Um, my my uh, my my parents hand out these the just little slips of paper to everybody, and all they want is for you to. Um, what are you, what are you thankful or no? What do you want God to do next year? Like, what are you asking God for next year? What are you doing in service to His kingdom next year? And what are you grateful that has taken place this year? You write those things down, and then my stepmom puts them in envelopes and. Tuck, put some away until next year and then we open last year's and we see what do you ask god to do this year what were you going to do in service of the kingdom That's this cool. year and it's it's pretty cool and 
Um, Thanks for telling me that when I'm 51. Yeah. And my kids are gone. Well, you know, normally we do like noble things like Rachel's, you know, we I want to have another baby or whatever. And there's that kind of stuff yep. or I want to I want to find a new way to serve in the church. My little brother, he's 16 years younger than me. He has, with his prayers, called one Patriot Super Bowl and one Red Sox World Series. And so at this point, he's just putting that in every year, just in case, because he's. It's That's like so funny. I asked God that the Red Sox would win the World Series, and He did that in 2012, and they won it in 2013. There's a there's a um, Chicago Cubs fan that has the same yeah success rate as yeah. your brother. <laughs> They're dead now. <laughs> R.I.P. Okay, 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 okay. Um, <coughs> when do you put your tree up? Are you are you a? It has to be after Thanksgiving, or are you a? No. I think October 1st. No. Uh, Usually sometime in the first or second week of November. And for a couple of reasons. Is your tree already up? Yeah. Yep. Um, Is yours? Yeah. Really? Yeah. We got a new one. So we've had three trees in our in our married lives, and the third one is one that's white, like the the stuff has been sprayed on it. Yes. Yeah. And so Andrew's like, and and the lights are already on it. I love that. So that's our new one. That's my favorite look. So we've got like a nine, our last one is like a nine foot tree. And we're we want to give it away. So I we don't find I know. Oh yeah. So if not, I'm gonna I'm gonna probably burn it in the fireplace. No, let's so not do that. Just kinda FYI. Ooh. Wait. It's an it's an old it's a it's a fake tree. You're gonna just burn that sucker. Can't you burn it? Uh, okay, I won't burn it. Anyway, I am gonna get rid of it. You can. So <laughs> you shouldn't. it's just really it's nice and tall. I love this tree. It was really cool. It was just really tall and thin. Yeah. And so I love those trees. Yep. But you guys No tree in my house so far. Do you have I like try. I it's like a game to me. How far can I push the tree thing happening? Yeah, My I'll give you twenty bu- fifty bucks if you put it up after December twenty fifth. <laughs> Hold on, <laughs> I'm how much money? Fifty bucks. Not worth it. Hey Siri. Yes. No, Text Debbie. <laughs> okay, I won't do it. Um, my least favorite Christmas tradition. Yeah. Just throwing this out there is putting up lights on the house. I, oh. It's the least favorite thing that I've actually ever done. That's Christmas, any season, putting lights on my house. Me and a couple other people are going to be putting lights on Morgan's house Friday <laughs> if you want to come do what you hate in I'll, service to others. I'll, I'll clap for you <laughs> in your service to others. Okay, I don't know if you're going to do this, but here, here's something I just thought of. Like One of the things that I've learned probably over the last maybe eight years, eight or nine, maybe ten even, is like finding those things that I don't like and then doing them for somebody. <laughs> I don't know if I want to call it like a tradition, but it's so funny because I'm, I'm, you know, you guys all know me. I'm usually the guy, oh, I hate doing that. And then yeah. I just don't do it. And a number of years ago, again, I kind of looked at Andrea, and this is such a special time for her. Mm-hmm. And I just thought, okay, I can't do this anymore. And so I've literally been the guy not complaining, even though inside I'm going, seriously, lights on the house. And it's actually been a really neat experience to yeah. to enjoy over Christmas, finding things that I don't necessarily uh, enjoy or things that I really don't like to do. Mm-hmm. And then because Max likes it or because Andrea yeah. likes it, um, to go, I, I think I'm going to do that this year. Yeah. A so. lot of those for you surround animals and building fences for yes, them. Yes, exa- exactly. Them. Like it's not even for Christmas now. It's like yeah. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do some things I don't like to do as I get older. Instead of being the guy that does less, I want to be the guy that does more. There you go. Thank you for that, Jim. I was just thinking That's about that. a good that. nugget. I like that. I was just thinking about that. Okay. 15-minute introduction. There we go. Okay. Um, <laughs> that was the intro? 
Yeah. Welcome to another episode of Consider This. <laughs> Welcome to Now we're getting episodes inside the episodes. Um, okay. What's Advent? Okay. We, we throw this word around. We've been using it during this time of year. Um, for probably the last two or three years, we put out things like Advent devotional. Are you about to ask Siri what Advent is? <laughs> no. <laughs> I can't believe you're the one asking us. It's like us going, uh, uh, or no, it's like you asking us what catechesis is. It's like it feels inappropriate. Uh, I'm it's testing something you. Ryan invented. That's what it's I think. It's not something I, it is, it is not in the Bible necessarily. It's a. It is a, in terms of setting it aside on the church calendar as a season, it was developed in about the fifth century. Mm-hmm. So, um, but anyway, I mean, the word says it. Means, it. Well, it means coming. Yeah, the advent of Christ. Mm-hmm. And I think how it's been celebrated um, in a lot of different, by a lot of different groups of people is the coming of, you reflect on the coming of Jesus into the world and then you reflect on his c- return. Yeah. So it's this idea of coming and waiting for that, and then he came, and now I get to anticipate again his return. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, if, if I could, if I could sum it up, I would say it is um, a, a season where the church kind of sets aside a time to try to to take on the expectant mindset mm-hmm. of say a Simeon in Luke like uh, oftentimes we can take Christmas as it started in Luke 2 and there's just so much that leads up to Christ's incarnation um, particularly in the prophets and and so it's it's a time where the church globally um, just enters into a, re- a reflective season an anticipatory season um, and then Christmas becomes kind of the celebration that ah it's come and then like Morgan said mm-hmm. um, we can we can use that as a way to anticipate the second advent the, the the second coming of Christ and by the way we don't do that with a lot of other parts in Scripture other than his second coming like we don't we don't spend time trying to get in this mindset where um, we are waiting like the mm-hmm. original the original group would have been waiting or we are expecting and we kind of almost always look at scripture from the other side. This is Mm -hmm. one of the very few times that we specifically try to like get Mm -hmm. on the same page, you know, in that perspective. So So. as we do that, how, what are some of the things that we can focus on as a church in this period? Because Advent, I guess I should say it begins December one. And it runs through Christmas, and then the season actually lingers on for just a little bit longer than Epiphany starts in January. Um, maybe we should just have a whole podcast on the church calendar. <laughs> <laughs> um, but what are what are some things like? What's going to change around here, a la Advent? What are what, what's going what's going to be going on at the church, um, and how can we adopt this anticipation mindset? There's a time. I mean, this is a season where. It seems like for families, things get busier, but for us, we try we, we try to dial back a few things to make this season seem unique. So we don't us, have you Wednesday, mean church Sunnybrook, ministries. Sunnybrook. Um, we don't have Wednesday night programming starting next week through school starting back up in January. So mm-hmm. there's a few reasons for that. Um, hmm. But one of the things we replace that with is we're, we're going to be having a special Advent Second Friday worship where we are going to be doing our usual singing and praising the Lord, but with an, um, an Advent focus, a, a, the coming of Jesus focus, as well as some scripture reading and, and a bit of a, a 
short homily, I believe. Um, we were putting out a, a homily, a, a, sh- a mini sermon. That's the best thing. Miniature I say. sermon, a mini sermon, mm-hmm. uh, but more crafted. So anyway, a homily. Um, and then we're going to be putting out like a Devo. And so things that individuals or families can do together that focus in on some of the texts, Old and New Testament that speak of the first and second coming of Jesus and how that should impact the Christian life yeah. for the church. Yeah. And so, um, yeah, I think it all kind of blends in together, hopefully focusing us in on remembering a specific aspect of Jesus. And so it's not that we ever forget Jesus's first coming or second coming is that we're going to specifically hone in on and remember what this means for the believers and the, the community of God today. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Jim, why don't you give us a, a preview of our Advent sermon series and some of the things that we're trying to do there? Yeah, so um, obviously the center piece of this is the coming of Jesus, so his incarnation, his arrival, um, which is, uh, it, it's good for us to remember specifically who he is. And so the series title is called He Is, mm-hmm. and we're going to be looking at different, um, not only titles, but more aspects of uh, of his nature and purpose. And so... Um, I'm excited about having a guest speaker come in on the December 1st to kind of kick us off um, with the uh, with the title uh, and then the theme, He is Jesus. And so his name actually means something according to Matthew's gospel. Yeah. You'll give him the name Jesus for a specific reason. And yeah. so uh, Michael, our speaker, is going to be unpacking that. Then we're going to spend some time talking about He is Emmanuel. So what does it mean that God is with us? Yeah. So... Uh, you know, lots of different aspects in terms of us celebrating uh, what God has done or what God has given. Um, but, you know, the incarnation itself, I think, is the true miracle of Christmas. It's mm-hmm. not the value of family. It's the it's the coming of God. And, uh, and even that's why it's important for us to recognize the second advent as a as a uh, kind of the ultimate purpose in terms of what the first advent was 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 designed to lead us towards. And so we're going to be talking about he is Emmanuel. And then after that, um, he is peace. Mm-hmm. And so we're going to we're going to kind of focus on the, the peace aspect of his coming. And, P-E-A-C-E. Uh, yeah, P-E-A-C-E. Yeah. Um, and then lastly, he is king mm-hmm. uh, on Sunday morning. And so that'll be on the 22nd. The 22nd. And, uh, and then finally in the uh, service for our Christmas Eve, we'll be talking about he is worthy. So those are the different aspects in terms of who Jesus Christ is and what Jesus Christ was about and what he brings. Um, and so those are going to be the, the five weeks we're going to be focusing on. All from the book of Acts. <laughs> Just kidding. <laughs> it's, it's actually not from the book of Acts. It's going oh. to be from the two gospel accounts that focus um, more than the other two on uh, Christmas. Yeah. So... So Matthew, Luke, we'll can be I just say this? Yeah. So as a member of Sunnybrook, um, not just as a not as a staff person necessarily, but as a member of Sunnybrook, one of the things I'm doing is I'm going through and reading the Old Testament, what's called messianic prophecies. So the the things in the Old Testament that are prophesied about the coming Messiah and who he is, I am reading those in the weekdays to prepare myself to hear who Jesus is on Sunday from in these different regards, because it's what, it's what Ryan said. It's a season where I want to join in this expectation and this anticipation and this excitement um, about the coming. Mm -hmm. I don't know if you caught it because Jim's, we can talk about it because it's already happened. Like it's just like a fact, you know, just, just this thing that happened in the past and God came to the, to the world 
Like, do you hear what he said? Like, God came to the world he created. That's a big deal. Um, there couldn't have been a crucifixion without an incarnation, you know? So there couldn't have been a resurrection without a crucifixion. So, you, like, these things are all part of yep. God's great yep. plan. And that is exciting, you know, to spend mm -hmm. time not just reading it and blowing by it, um, not just spending a day to reflect on that, but to spend a month um, yeah. really intentionally thinking about who Jesus Christ is, yeah. that God took on flesh to come to this world. Like, it's the only reason we're even sitting around here talking about this, mm -hmm. you know? And that's that just makes me really excited. I think there's also something really powerful about the church's global witness in the two times a year where we're all pretty much talking yeah. about the same yeah. thing, yeah. Uh, Advent or Christmas time and Easter. I, I, I don't think it's, ooh, isn't it so cool that someone in China is, saying, is reading the same text as us. I do think it's really just powerful that at those two points in the, in the calendar, the church global is preaching the gospel almost with one voice. Mm -hmm. And I just think that's so cool. Mm -hmm. Well, they, I mean, Christmas presents a unique gospeling opportunity as well because yeah not even yep. i mean there are people who never made the connection between jesus and this holiday right jay and caitlin mm. said mm. that japanese people love to celebrate christmas by eating kfc every <laughs> every christmas i mean that was gravy random gravy season exactly a bowl of all of these things um but yet, at the same time, they would tell you there's many of them who've never met a Christian or many of them who've never heard the gospel before, which is, which is crazy that they're, they're celebrating this holiday, which points back to Advent, which points back to the coming of Jesus, and yet people miss those things. Yeah. And we would say that's true here today. There's a lot of people who celebrate Christmas, who maybe have heard, heard of Jesus, maybe have heard, understand the church, who would maybe even go to a church on a Christmas service or a Christmas Eve service in they, a time when they wouldn't. Oh, yeah. And so it, it presents opportunities for us to have conversations that maybe we wouldn't normally. Hey, your neighbor's putting up lights. Maybe you should go help them and start up a conversation. Like, hey, do you got, where do you guys go to church for Christmas? Oh, we don't really. Oh, you should come with us. Yeah. And they'd be more like, okay, you're right. I probably should. Because there's mm -hmm. this, 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 okay, we go to Christmas or we go to church on Christmas and Easter. Yeah. Traditionally, it's probably becoming less and less true um, as we go on, but it presents an opportunity for us to talk about Jesus yeah. with all these traditions. Yeah, and that's a great a great uh, aspect of it is the traditional side of Christmas can be a really good um, gateway into inviting. Because a lot of people appreciate kind of the nostalgia of um Christmas at and in a church context where you're singing these old hymns, um, I, I've I've met unbelievers that think that's really cool. Yeah, and yep. they don't think preaching through Acts and singing Chris Tomlin is cool, but they might come to a Christmas Eve service, and so it presents a unique opportunity yep. to to engage in kind of that gospel witness. Um, what are some other reasons that this season? Um, why is it important in the life of the church that we? regularly do this not only is there the holiday right that holiday comes every year but what does this provide in terms of like the yearly rhythm of worship as a as a body of believers i think that um you know the things that we just assume in our theology uh we, we can then just quickly forget 
you know, because it's assumed. Mm. Oh, yeah, by the way. Mm. Um, and even in terms of the amount of gospel material, um, not a lot. So when we talk about there are two gospels that focus on um, the coming of Jesus' uh, incarnation, um, it's Matthew and Luke. Mark and John kind of somewhat skip ahead a little bit. Um, so there's just not a lot there, um, which doesn't mean it's not important. Um, and, and I don't even know if the incarnation is as important. If you were to look, try to just weigh it <laughs> in terms of what's happening, it, it's, it's, uh, it's, it's definitely the purpose of, of Jesus was not to be born, but to die. Mm-hmm. And so that's the way. And then to be raised again and the ascension and then the second coming. So those things kind of line up. Um, so as Morgan was describing, it's easy for us to just not even necessarily think about the cost of God that he, uh, Jesus Christ, the, the, the emptying of himself, so the Philippians 2 text, the emptying of himself and just how important that is because, oh, that's just Christmas. Yeah. And so it doesn't get as much weight, but that doesn't mean it's not really, really important or central to a lot of our theology and a lot of our thinking. And so for that reason, it's, it's good for us to uh, have a special time yeah. in which this very foundational doctrine, right, the coming together of God and man in Jesus Christ, is huge. Um, so just because we don't spend as much time talking about it doesn't mean that it's not absolutely pivotal. Um, and so I love that fact. I love that it forces me to focus on or address or be cognizant of very foundational theological truths. Yeah. I like um, that we are reading. We just started reading this book um, on staff called Spirit and Sacrament, and chapter three. <laughs> because you know, you guys want to go read that chapter, but a lot of that talks about the joy that ought to be in the body of believers. And that a lot of times what we give off is this vibe of just solemn, melancholy, like not convivial, not joy-filled, not. Mm-hmm. And this is a season that we celebrate. Um, Easter is another season that we mm-hmm. celebrate. And he talks about having that constant sorrow and yet constant hope mm. and, and joy. And um, I think about this as an opportunity to do that. It reminds me a little bit when I read about like the feasts, the annual feasts that the Israelites had, where they would have these celebrations together and they would have these specific things they did each year um, to commemorate. To me, it's like Easter and Christmas um, are two seasons that we annually gather together, like you said, with a unified focused yeah. focus to reflect and celebrate, you know, and long for him. And so that's, I love that. I love that we get to pause and, and there's dancing and singing and eating and gathering. And I love that. Yeah. Those are all parts of it. I love the intentionality of the season. Yeah. Right. So it, it causes, you know, Deb and I to um, really think through how do we want to form our kids in this season? Mm-hmm. And it is, it's not like we don't read the Bible for 11 months, and then we finally read the Bible. No, we're, we're pretty consistently in the scriptures with our kids. But it's a different track. Yeah. So we're yep. most of the time we're kind of just reading through systematically the scriptures. Yeah. Here it's like we're taking some specific stories, kind yeah. of the meta narrative, yep. and how Jesus is a fulfillment of all the things that are before, and what this now means that He's come and that He's coming again, and and that kind of language helping us remember the meta narrative, hel- helping train our kids in what this greater story is. I think is very formative. I think also 
you know, for a lot of the global church, this is a time of intentional prayer and fasting, which is not like what I think of when I think of Advent season. You know, I think more of the festival and the fun and the The gathering. Yeah, the feasting. Yeah, Yeah, feasting and fasting. And and I think that's just, that's interesting that at least in our our small context here at Sunnybrook, that that it's not as much a highlight on prayer and fasting. Mm -hmm. And I wonder why that is. And maybe it's just because we don't have a lot of times where we're going to set aside this month for specifically praying about this. And I don't know many times where we've said, hey, we're all going to together fast and pray about. I I mean, you've been here a lot longer than I have, and you can probably point to times we've done that. But I, I don't know if that's like a, a it's lack a more of, of a Lent concept. It's yeah. more of yeah. an Easter right. so reflection we, than yeah, it is a Christmas Yeah, you connect it with reflection. that. But yeah. I was, you know, reading up on this before and didn't I hadn't even realized that because that's never been part of my tradition. It's probably like a lack of self control on my part that I don't fast enough. Uh, it's also a lack of intentionality that yeah. I don't yeah. use that opportunity to remember. Like, okay, when I am when I am hungry, that I am seeking the bread of life rather yeah. than the bread of this world and, and the good that can come from that. And so I, I, I take this season as a highlight, an intentional time to remember the Lord and use those opportunities. It's also important to remember that there's something incredibly valuable to our lives as uh, as we attempt to be faithful to Jesus in the, the repetition and in the rote and sure. in the mundane. I do think that we have this mentality like, oh, yeah, I know that. Moving on. What else do I not know? Can yeah. we deal with that? Yep. And yep. there's yep. The, like the regular coming back to those um, those well-worn paths is is so it's, I'm not even going to say it's valuable. It's important and it is needed. It's 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 a big deal. That's why I've, I don't know. I, I'm a big believer in read all of the Bible. I'm all <laughs> of it. I'm, I think third John matters, but I just think Matthew, Mark, Luke and John matter infinitely more than anything else in the Bible. And I and I just think that th- this is a season that brings us back there, and Easter is a season that brings us back to the ends of those books. Yeah. Um, so you've already talked about a little bit of what you're. So let me know when you figured out what you're going to fast from. Mm-hmm. Um, let's let's what what are some ways that we personally can kind of take on this Advent season? So Morgan's got a reading plan going on, which I think is a really cool reading plan. That um, might even be worth writing out for us and posting on the consider this page what text mm. you're reading and yeah. some people might like to take that plan is that a is that a reading plan you picked up on you version or did you create mm. it yourself i've just kind of created it myself okay because i i love the season and so i just i started studying so several years ago matt chandler did a sermon series on advent and he went through messianic prophecies and i started studying and looking up which ones of those are really Messianic prophecies? Which yeah. ones do we kind of fit into that category? Yeah. And then started doing that as part of me. And when you're talking Messianic, you're not even just talking about the, the, the coming. Nope. You're talking about the life. Everything Isaiah, you everything Isaiah yep. 50, mm-hmm. just stuff like yep. that. Yep. Well, maybe, uh, maybe I can convince Morgan to sit down with me and we can write out a, a reading plan for December. I know many people are working with, with Justin and his chronological reading plan, but we might be able to come up with a, yeah. here's some Messianic prophecies to read. Um, through the week, and then here's some gospel texts that connect to those to read on the weekend, and we can we can hook that up for you guys. I think and the devotion, cool. the devotional that will go out to everybody, will be a little bit of that. Yeah, talk, talk a little know? bit more about the devotional, Ryan. Um, we've been doing this now for a couple of years, in both Christmas and the Easter season, um, where we put together a you, uh, mostly staff written daily devotional for the season. 
Um, but we have some non-staff members like Amy Moss. Like Drew Moss. Drew Moss, Amy Moss, Nancy Freed. They are contributing to this, and I think it's going to be really fun. So every day, um, I, either in your email or we'll also put it on Facebook, uh, a short little devotional thought reflecting on a, a passage of Scripture will come out from December 1st to December 25th. And um, I don't know. I look forward to it. We've done it now. This will be like the fourth or fifth time we've done this. And uh, and I think that it can be really good. And then the Advent service is on December 13th. Steve, what time? 730. 730 in, in the sanctuary. Um, and I would I would love if you guys would consider coming to that. And I think it'll be a great time of corporate worship in a, in a bit of a different style than we're used to. Mm-hmm. Um, what else? I wanted to to share something was coming, but I've, I've forgotten now. So, sorry. Oh, oh, yes. Um, if you're thinking of um, cool Christmas gift ideas, we are switching in January to the Christian Standard uh, Bible as our primary translation. So not that the ESV is bad or that you should get rid of it, but just so you know, we will be preaching on Sundays and teaching in most of our classrooms with the Christian Standard Bible. So this might be a good time to... Um, pick one up for yourself. They might be on sale or get one as a gift for someone that worships here. Um, and Ryan already has four, by the way. Yeah, don't I get have, one for Ryan. I have more than four. <laughs> I have, uh, but I, I, um, I think that I get excited. I, I change translations personally all the time. I, I will pick a new primary translation every single year, even if it's not what we're preaching and teaching from, because it's one of my ways of keeping like daily Bible reading really interesting for me. Mm-hmm. And so I think that when you get a new Bible, it just, for whatever, for most of us, it just kind of like, man, I want to read my Bible like more than I did yesterday because I got a new one. And that might be something weird and wicked in us, but I'll use it. <laughs> so it's not, it's not wicked. Okay. It's actually, it might be weird, but it's actually quite good. Okay, good. Sweet. <laughs> Definitely not evil in any way, shape, or form. <laughs> I'm so encouraging. <laughs> I just, I'm trying to, trying to be here for you guys. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> um, well, I want to be somewhere else now, and so <laughs> I think we'll end it. <laughs> uh, if you guys have any questions, comment below or, <laughs> or send an email to steve at sunnybrookcc.org, which is also a good place to send ideas for additional podcasts. We've had a couple of people say, hey, you, I, we'd love to hear you guys discuss whatever. If you have those kind of ideas, let Steve know or comment on the page um, if, you're, if you're watching this on Facebook. Um, other than that. We'll see you at Advent stuff. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. Convivial Christmas. Convivial Christmas. Mm